What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the 1412 Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Eklitis, and on today's show, I have an awesome guest. The guy's name is Daniel Moranichenko. He is an evangelist of Russian descent. He resides in Orlando, Florida, and I absolutely love everything that we talked about in this episode. Can't wait for you to meet him. Let's go. My guest today is a guy named Daniel Moranichenko. He is from Orlando, Florida, is a YouTube vlogger, is a passionate lover of Jesus, and has a really amazing story of being involved in different ministries and just knowing lots of different people, and he has an amazing heart for the secret place and getting to know the person of Jesus. So Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tanner. Such a joy to be here. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I think it, I'm really excited to talk with you. And, you know, we had a short conversation the other day, but I think it's going to be really cool to to go deeper into your story and just hear what, you know, like what you're all about, man, because yeah. I watch your YouTube videos and they're so cool. And uh, I, I just want to know more about you. Um, so I guess the first question that I want to ask you is just like, can you tell us, you know, about yourself, maybe early, um, early Christian walk, like when did you become a believer? Kind of your story of, of growing into this thing. Yeah, man. So I, I grew up in the church. I uh, knew a lot about God, or I thought I knew a lot about God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good. I was the goody two shoe. I was the kid that people protected, you know, from like seeing bad movies and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, uh, but at the age of fifteen, I saw uh, a guy a little older than me. He was eight, probably eighteen years old. And his father had just passed away. But when I saw him, he was just beaming. Hmm. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what does he have? And he was just all talking about Jesus. And um, he's just talking about experiencing God and like, you know, living for God. I'm like, I thought, I think, I think I live for God. You know, I I don't do bad things. And, uh, and little did I know that, um, you know, that, well, that is what really sparked hunger in my heart for more of God. I just began to be like, all right, there has to be more than just living a good life, going to church, believing in God. There has to be some kind of experience. And God, I want this. You know, I want to be radical. I want to have a supernatural encounter with you. And um, two months later, I'm at a camp, and it was the, f- the first time in my life where I felt the conviction of sin mm. and where I knew I was a sinner. I needed God. And at that moment, um, I just cried out, confessed my sins, and I had two leaders there. They led me through deliverance, and I was free. Uh, my, I had a, like I knew I had a brand new heart from God. I began to hunger for God. I began to read His Word. It became alive. It no, no longer was it just about going to church. It was about living with God. Mm. And uh, and that was at 15. So ever since that moment, I just began to walk with Jesus spending time with him in the secret place and growing up in, in and with him, you know? Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So so, <laughs> so you're 15, you see a guy who's 18, like super joyful after his dad passed away. Two months yeah. later, you have like, you have this experience at a camp. And now, uh, how old are you now? I'm 26 now. 26, okay. You don't look a year older than like 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> so between you know fifteen and twenty six, obviously a lot has happened. Uh, are there any moments between there that have like really, um, I guess the word would be like marked you, right? Where or something yeah. something happened that's just like okay, my life is definitely going to change after this event. Yeah, 
honestly, man, for me, the greatest moments of change and transformation that have happened have been in the secret place. You know, they've happened where no one's watching. It's it's not in the conference type setting, although definitely conferences have have helped and and ushered me into certain realities. Um, For instance, I I will mention this. Um, So I am at the age of 17. I was at the One Thing Conference in Kansas City Mm -hmm. uh, that IHOP puts on. And I remember going up for the altar call uh, and really, really saying yes to God in a deeper way. Even though I had fully surrendered, I just felt like, all right, something's, something's shifting here. And I believe, yeah, f- a few months later, um, I'm, I'm home. It's, it's actually May time, and I had been processing this. So I'm going to get a little open here with my life. So at the age of 17, I had committed 10 years of, of my life to God, which means by that, I mean, I, I went on a vow. I took a 10-year vow not to get into a relationship with mm-hmm. w- with a woman, just to give myself wholeheartedly to God. And that was imparted by something that Misty Edwards carries. She, she did 10-year, like she's, she did a few 10-year vows. And so like, uh, so I committed 10 years of my life to, to God. But that, was, that happened at a conference setting, but it was digested a few months just with Jesus in the secret place of just like feeling this call to go deeper, to consecrate myself more. And um, so there, so there's different moments of encounter. Some things are public, some things are in public settings, but I believe the most significant times, and I, and I made that vow on my own. It was May. It was just, I woke up one day, I'm like, I'm doing it 10 years, mm. you know? So it's like this processing in with, with the Lord that, um, and, and just that taking that journey with him, in, in deeper consecration, you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so now I feel bad because before this interview, I told you that, you know, if you need to go on a date, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, uh, for all the listeners, I was asking him how much time he had. And he told me, you know, I have about an hour, hour and a half. And I was like, all right, I want to respect your time in case you have, a, you know, in case you have a date later on today. So now I feel a little, <laughs> a little bad about saying that, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man. Um, moving on from that, so so you make this commitment, and then I was doing, you know, just some research on you, searching your name on YouTube, on Google, just trying to find out more about you, because uh, we never actually met in person. And I found an endorsement from Daniel Kalenda, and he said that you were with him for a few years as his apprentice. Um, yeah. For people who might not know who Daniel Kalenda is, first, could you explain um, who he is? Uh, kind of like part of of CFAN. Could you explain yeah. what CFAN is? And then could you explain um, your experience apprenticing in CFAN? Yeah. So um, I'm sure many of the listeners here have heard of P- Billy Graham, especially the fact that he passed away. So mm-hmm. the B- Billy Graham is is the evangelist of America. Well, Reinhard Bonnke, if you've never heard of his name, he is the evangelist of Africa. Everyone in Africa knows who Reinhard Bonnke is because uh, he's been there 40 years and he's seen his ministry. Their ministry has seen 76 million souls come make decisions for Christ. So even right now, they just finished a crusade where there's hundreds of thousands of people. If you look at uh, Daniel Kalinda's website, so Reinhard Bonnke labored there 40 years. He passed on his whole ministry off onto Daniel Kalinda. Daniel Kalinda is a younger ver- version of Reinhard Bonnke, so to speak. <laughs> he's, 
He's 36 years old, fire evangelist. He so he's he took the torch for for CFAN, which is a Christ for all nations, and he's leading the charge in doing crusade evangelism. Uh, I believe that they're the big one of the biggest crusade ministries out there in the world right now. You know, so look him up. He they they just finished a crusade, but yeah. So in 2013, uh, I got connected with Daniel Kalinda, and he took in six guys. He he wanted to do a apprenticeship program. Um, they he's never done one like this before, and he's never done one like this after. So we were. Mm the only ones that ever did this. So there were six guys that he chose, handpicked, to come and do like spend a whole year under him in the ministry to be mentored, to be trained, to see the ins and outs of ministry, both spiritual and practical things, how to how to build a ministry of that size and how to run it. And then uh, like being mentored by different spiritual leaders, different friends of Daniel's that we got to receive from. And I would say one of the biggest impacts from that ministry was just the faith they carry. Like, mm. you know, Reinhardt himself is a go-getter. Like, he has faith for anything. God said it. You know, he's going to do it. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's one thing that that ministry strongly carries, just to believe God for nations. You know, they've covered all of Africa, you know, millions of millions of lives. Like, And it's it, that's only the lives that were like documented decisions these aren't just throwing away numbers like these are actual like decision cards that people mm-hmm. fill out at crusade ground and even then that doesn't count who they reach afterwards so he's literally shaking all of africa and faith that when i'm there like it was just the impartation of faith mm. to see whole nations surrender to christ seeing like whole regions and when the, when they come into regions one they do a few things, but one one thing they do, they unify the churches. So in order to do a crusade like this, you can't just get one church. You you get hundreds of thousands, and, and if not thousands of churches on board to be united to bring in the harvest because it's a team effort. Uh, and so that's one thing that, that, that their ministry does. They unite the churches to work together, to pray together, to believe for, uh, to, for their city to come to know Jesus. And when they come, um, they, they pr- obviously they preach the gospel. They see so many signs and wonders, miracles, healing, salvations, all that. Just the whole mm-hmm. gospel, like what Jesus saw, we're seeing today, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they see, and I got the chance to go with them to Africa, uh, and that was a powerful, powerful trip. I, I actually one of one of my favorite moments. Uh, I ended up going out on the streets there when I was in Africa with them, just like. I, I went on a morning walk with Jesus, and I end up running into, like, the Muslims walking home from the mosque. So I start, pre- I just start, like, talking to Jesus about them, and we're just, like, walk. I'm walking and talking with these handful of guys, and one of them is like, hey, I, I really want, I really want a Jesus. I, I, I want him. And so he, and I'm walking with him, and he's leading me to, like, the, the te- like, to where the Muslim quarters is of that city, and, uh, He's like, I want to get all my friends together, and you must tell us about Jesus. <laughs> and like, I'm like, well, this it ended up being my last day there, so I couldn't actually like get together with that. But I'm like, hey, let's invite all your friends to the crusade. So we end up going around the Muslim quarters, and he's he ends up being my translator, inviting all these people to the crusade. We end up going down this like dead end street, and there's all these grandmas and kids running around. I just start loving on the kids. I start praying for these grandmas. They start getting healed. 
like back pain, stomach pain, just just completely healed in Jesus' name. And all mm-hmm. I'm simply saying is, hey, does you know, does anybody need prayer? You know, all right, where, do you have any pain in your body? You know, they sh- they say where the pain is, and I just command the pain to leave in Jesus' name. I command this pain to leave this body, and and they're like, they're they they're like, whoa. Like the pain, the pain's just left, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're they're tell these Muslim grandmas are saying, "Let me get all my grandma friends, and I want you to pray for us all." Like, come on, you know. And it was just powerful. And so I, you know, that was my little visit into the into town at that moment. But man, it was just powerful to see, you know, whether it's on a small scale, you know, I I do you know one on one evangelism, just mm-hmm. lifestyle evangelism, and then. Uh, obviously, this crusade evangelism, I believe I'll be doing that in the future as well. But yeah, that ministry has definitely impacted my life and given me something that uh, I can't give myself. And that, and I'll just hit that point that when we get around people, whether it's people, ministries, that they carry something unique, there's, a, there's something that is imparted to us. And I want mm-hmm. even the hearers to listen, like, you're going to see, you'll you know, I, I believe we're seeing the move of the Holy Spirit uh, going on in America and in the nations. And it's important our, our hearts to be open to that because some things we don't understand with our natural mind, but we have to open our hearts to really receive and and uh, realize that this the Bible talks about all these things. There's so many miracles. God is the God of miracles, mm-hmm. and He does it through regular old people that have faith in Him. And that reach out when, in that faith. So don't be a skeptic, you know. Don't be just like looking from the outside. But actually begin to humble your heart and say, God, like begin to hunger for those realities. Because when you do, it's a, it's a form of humility that God actually can show up in your life in, in greater mm-hmm. ways. And so, so, yeah, just receive from different ministries and people. And receive because there's an impartational power that you can begin to carry a substance of what they, they carry. Because you honor and you're a, like honor is the key to reception because when you honor mm. somebody, you can like really receive from their lives. So I just encourage every listener, you know, go online. You know, I'm I'm sure uh, you know there's a handful of people that we can even name, like you know whether it's Todd White or Eric Gilmore. Those are some of my mentors. <laughs> Daniel Kalinda, like these guys, like they're they're operating in the supernatural that are shaking cities. Like receive from those people. You know, I'm sure listeners here know John Piper. Or mm-hmm. some other like people that are uh, that are incredible theologians, and that a lot of that is just with you know with wisdom, with study, you know, with the Word of God. But let's tap in into the supernatural. Look up some, have some mentors in every area of your life where you're able to receive from what they carry, and really, uh, yeah, just like have different streams you could receive from in different dynamics, and and you'll begin to walk in what they walk in. In similar degrees, because you honor them, because you're listening to them, and because you're, um, because you're hungry for it, you know. So, mm-hmm. dude, <laughs> yes, <So>. just yes, <laughs> all of that. I absolutely loved what you said there when you you said honor is the key to reception, dude. That like, I knew like I knew that in my heart, but then you said it, and it just like blew up in my mind. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy, <laughs> you know. Um. Oh yeah. So I I want you to talk about. A time that um, you faced a lot of skepticism. So, like an example of, of a story when when maybe you were really skeptical about some things. I know, like early on for me, when I was learning to like walk in uh, like supernatural things, 
uh, I, I would get very skeptical, and I still face some skepticism about certain things, different manifestations, or or that yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but I think it's good to hear that, like stories of people's skepticism. I think that that's mm. a good thing, and kind of like how you process through that. Yeah. Um, so can I be honest with you? I am. I am like. No, I'm a personality that I. I wouldn't say gullible, but I just believe anything and everything. Mm. So that's why I like maybe you know people on that side of town or your side of the world. Like, yeah. but but I, but I think there's different personality types as well. You know that God <laughs> creates us differently. So there's the more skeptic, but then there's the more like vulnerable. You'll believe anything anybody tells you. And um, so I honestly feel like I'm a person that I I I'm I. I easily believe things like if you tell me like I'll believe, I'll take your word for it and that's why like when I give my word I'm going to keep it cuz I I'm 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 just like that um, but for those that are skeptics or or have hard times believing on things I would say you know it's it's important to see uh, the fruit of someone's life cuz even when we're talking about the supernatural you know so yeah so sometimes it's it's they have wild stories, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times there's 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 miracles, there's signs and wonders, and I understand for the skeptics they'll be like, well, this isn't of God and all this stuff. But I look, and that's why the fact for me personally, I have the people that even I look up to, I know them personally, I see their ins and outs, I you know, people see the anointing, the gifting, the calling on their lives and they receive from that. But I see the personality. I see the character. I see how they walk things out. I see humility. I see mm-hmm. love and honor. And so for me, if if ever I'm dealing with skepticism, actually, and sometimes I actually do. Sometimes, you know, it comes and I try to remind myself like this person, while I've seen him serve. I've seen him humble himself. I've seen how they walk the uh, things out, you know. And so I look at the fruit of someone's life and see, okay, if they can, if they can walk in the cultures of the kingdom of the cultures of heaven with character and fruit, the fruits of the spirit, you know, that for me that speaks louder than any miracle, than any supernatural work, because the, the the greatest work is the transformation of you looking like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So. I, if, if, if I see that in somebody, I can definitely, like, overcome skepticism of even things that, yeah, I don't agree with sometimes, you know. And, and I think that that's what being part of the body is, is, is seeing, well, God, God moves, like, this way through this person, and he's doing this crazy thing um, through that person. And so you're able to, like, overcome, like, that, that skeptic mentality with just, like, all right, we're a part of the body. We're running together. But I trust this person because I see him walking and living day to day. So, yeah, that's good. So, I, and I think that all goes back to what you mentioned earlier about honor, about like just yeah. honoring people. I mean, there are people, very uh, prominent ministers, you could say that I don't agree with everything they say or do. Yeah, but I honor them as a person because, like one time, one time I was kind of just thinking about some different things, and and I felt in my heart like. That person's going to be in heaven. Like, they believe yeah. in Jesus. And if I get to heaven and they're, they're there, like, whatever happens in heaven, I don't really know. But, like, <laughs> whatever happens in heaven, if I see them, I'm going to feel real bad that I didn't honor them 
mm, uh, yeah. in this life, you know? Yeah. And, and it just kind of hit me like, oh, like honor is literally the key. <laughs> it's, it's like truly the yeah. key to receiving, but also just like living with a pure heart and, and all these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess from there we'll, we'll move on, uh, kind of shifting gears now. Sure. Um, so I mentioned in the introduction that you have a, you know, you're a YouTube vlogger. Yeah. And uh, in our conversation earlier this week, you talked about an encounter that happened in a secret place, um, just when, you know, it was just you and Jesus, and um, that from that place, you started to make all these videos, and they're actually very well done videos. Uh, so I, <laughs> I encourage everyone to go check it out. It's not, it's not like your traditional cheesy Christian <laughs> movie or show. It's, it's, they're actually very well done and, and well thought out, and it's, I'm very... Um, very impressed, but I want to ask you to explain um, maybe your history in in media, and then also the the call that came out of that encounter, and kind of what you've been doing uh, since then. Yeah, so I've always I'm a creative at heart. You know, I'm I grew up loved the arts. You know, I wanted to be an architect. Like, there's something about like a designer with within the core of my being that mm. it's always been there, right? Uh, and throughout the years, I've kind of tried to. I, I obviously da- begin to dabble in like Photoshop and like doing video. Like since I was like 12 years old, started making like we used to skateboard with friends. So I'd be the one videotaping and put the sponsor video for my friend. You know, like Sweet. I'd be doing that. And then I'd, I'd start doing Photoshop stuff, and I just love the arts, you know. But um, when I when I came to the Lord as well, like, um, I, I remember even in my early days, just, like, kind of doing stuff for Jesus. And um, and throughout the years, I kind of felt like, yeah, I would, I would dabble in it, but then I would draw back and do, do some more, yeah, do it on and off, you know. And uh, for me, I'm a, I'm a like... I'm a person where it's like I want to. If I'm gonna give myself to something, like I, I want Jesus to validate it. I'm not just gonna do it just because I'm gifted at it or I I know how to do it. Like mm. I want God to speak over that, you know. And so, and once again, like I'm saying, like I this is something that I enjoy doing as a person, you know, being a creator of our heart. So, anyways, fast forward like through all the throughout all these years of just kind of doing it on and off. Um, in January of this year, I'm on a fast, and um, so I'm 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 in my room just praying, just seeking the Lord. And honestly, so th- it's an extended fast. Um, I was on liquid, just liquid fast. I was on day 17 of this fast, and uh, the Lord begins. Like, and prior to this, there was nothing crazy, no crazy revelation, like. Mm. It's just like it's bland, you know, like, <laughs> like, so I'm there and the Lord begins to I feel like the Lord like began to like ex- he I felt like he exploded in me. He began to speak to me and he un- I felt like he unlocked me. Like mm. I felt like he had a key and unlocked my heart and allowed this creativity and the idea of being creative um just exploded in me and he just began to validate my creativity he just began to speak to me like this is who you are and like that which was always inside of me once his voice began to validate it i felt like this explosion 
and all these creative thoughts and ideas and like and then he began to commission me so mm. first he validated then he said i commission you do this like and just he began just his voice began to like like unravel it and i just began to dream with god and this is the place i believe of sonship where we're mature enough where like now he entrusts us with dreaming with him with saying okay i get like it's the same thing if if uh if your parents give you the keys to your car uh your brand new car like mm-hmm. now in your control right and so now i felt like this validation and uh, authorization and uh to to take this by the reins and begin to run with it you know and so n- now that i have that i just went all in like and it took me a few days to process i'm like oh my god if this is if, if you just did this you know what's gonna happen because i'm yeah. i'm a faithful like i i say this in humility like i'm a faithful man like i'm gonna if i do something i'm gonna do it like all mm-hmm. in you know so like and i if i give myself to something I'm going to be faithful and consistent to see it through. And that was my question in the beginning. Like, God, you know what this means. Like, if you just validated this in me, I like this is not. I'm not just going to do this for a few months and quit. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be years, you know. And that's that was my and that's what I, even even in the kind of the battle behind the scenes, like, and the enemy would try to like. Uh, you know, come at me with lies and doubts and fears that I, I was going to, like, give up or whatever after I started and all this stuff. And then, but here's the thing. So I want to encourage everybody, like, if some, my life has been, if something has been bor- birthed by God, like, that is the safest place to, to like, to do and to establish and to build your life from because mm. now I could go back to this encounter his voice, his presence, it all originated from him. And so that is, like, I continually run back to that. Even in, in these short months that I've been doing this, I consistently remind myself, even through the thick and thin, through, through like, going through even doubt sometimes, I'm like, oh, yeah, this came from Jesus. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is, he, he led me into this. And so that is my safe place you know that i i continually uh resort back to when i when i go through struggles but so yeah man after the lord commissioned me man i just invested you know i i just went all in and began to even educate myself in the craft i began to invest obviously into a camera into gear and then into like educating and and uh, and, and and bettering my craft learning from professionals learning uh how to do this thing and so yeah, man, there's so much freedom when when the Lord validates something, and um, that's that's come from like only God can do that. You know, mm-hmm. like people can validate you, and I believe that that's what the function one of the functions of the body. But ultimately, when God does it, He is your Creator. He know how He knows how He designed you, and He knows why He designed you that way. And in that secret place, in being spending alone time with Jesus. I believe that there's an encounter for each one of us, every listener. Like, there is an encounter for you in the secret place that God wants to unravel who you are, your identity, your calling, your gifting, all of that comes from being with Him. Sit at His feet and and make it, don't make it about, like, your calling, your purpose. Like, I wasn't trying to make this happen. I wasn't even saying, God, make me a... Uh, you know, a media man or what a YouTube mm-hmm. blogger, like, come on, dude, I'm not coming to Jesus for that. Like, but with him, 
he knows how he made us and he knows what we're called to do and what we can handle because sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we begin to pursue things that we're not ready even to handle and I know that even in this season and time God let me in to something that I'm called to do even in this time and moment you know so yeah well (laughs) and I love I love what you said there at the end where you were saying like uh you didn't come to him asking like God make me a media man or like Like you, you you weren't approaching him to like try to discern your calling. You were just like right. fasting. You're fasting. I assume like just for him, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like he said, he said like paraphrasing here, but my disciples aren't fasting while I'm here, but they will fast when I leave, yeah. and that's because fasting is about his presence, right? Like yeah. you fast, you crucify your flesh, and then like. I don't know, like somehow it just attracts like yeah. him. I, I don't under, I don't fully understand it, but I, <laughs> I know that it's true, you know. Um, but I love that because listening to people like Eric Gilmore, Michael Koulianos, um, even like Todd White, Dan Moeller. Are you familiar yeah. with Dan Moeller? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just learning like in prayer, the the. Brian Guerin is another guy that has been yeah. like super uh, influential for me. But understanding that in prayer, you know, you don't the highest place in prayer isn't like praying off your prayer list. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's encountering him. Come on, yes. And uh, and <laughs> I guess I mean, I'll not to make this about me, but recently I've been, you know, in prayer, I've been thinking like or I get done, I'm like, man, I didn't pray for anything really yeah. you know like yeah i just i just worshiped him and like i just Come on. And, yeah and, and it's so it i don't i guess i don't even have words to explain it but life is different when i'm not praying off my prayer list i'm just praying yeah. for him because i find when you seek first the kingdom mm. that all these things actually are added to you yeah <laughs> you yeah know, like like that verse is actually true yeah and I, yeah, I guess these are just jumbled up thoughts that are just going through my mind. But, but I love you know I love what you said there, and I, uh, thank you for kind of allowing us into that. Um, anyone who checks out your account is going to see that you have a huge focus on discipleship. Mm-hmm. When did that start? And then when did um, or like what is your what is your heart for discipleship? And then maybe like in your community like. What do you do as far as discipling others? Yeah. So, I mean, discipleship for me started when I was in high school, a little little just short snippet. You know, I began to preach the gospel at my high school, mm. and kids began to get saved. And I didn't, I didn't know the term discipleship, you know. Like, but I just began to take them in, invite them over to my house, drive over to their house, begin to pray with them, begin to mm-hmm. read the Bible. I mean, I, I just... I just did life with them and I went after Jesus, you know, like whatever I had that I could uh, pass down to them, I began to do so, you know, so my resources were their resources, you know, my life was their life, like they, I just involved them. And so my premise for discipleship has always been, come walk with me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what Jesus's premise was too, like, follow me, right? And even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? So he was an example, God made him something, uh, that people were able to look up to and to begin to follow and become like. And so that's always been my form of like first go to discipleship. Hey, let me let me share a light 
let me share my life with you. Let me like run with me. And so that I mean that honestly, that's even one of the purposes of the vlogs is that you're able to see raw moments of of t my times, whether it's trip, whether it's life here in Orlando, or or different moments where you're able to see my life, other people's lives, and be discipled by 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 that like premise of it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and so. So yeah, it began. It became early, and then throughout the years, it definitely developed. Where I I knew that like this is one of the greatest things that we can give ourselves to to really raise up individuals to help them come into sonship. And ultimately, I believe like my premise for discipleship is to make, uh, you know, to raise up the sons of God. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus died to bring many sons into glory. You know, and so I um. You know, there's there's two sides. You know, there's souls. You know, and then there's sons. You know, like yeah, we I I, I preach the gospel and evangelist uh, as well and at heart. But then the souls that are coming in, they like they need to recognize that they're brought into a kingdom and that mm -hmm. there's a father and that there's a there's a house. You know, and the the house is his people and there's a family in the house and that God is raising up his house, his church, his body to look like something. And so my like there's this deep passion to see sons brought into maturity because that's how like we're going to receive our inheritance that's how jesus is going to receive his inheritance because he died for a spotless bride he died for people that look like him and so taking people by their hand and beginning to lead them into uh, through through whatever interaction and and you know discipleship can happen um, from from a distance, you know, if you're watching people like we kind of talked about earlier about impartation, you know, mm -hmm. looking and receiving from people teaching. But I believe everyone, you know, and I, I believe the body is maturing in, in understanding this and it's, it's happening at a grassroots level where we're realizing that we, like the church, like even as technology grows and we have great teachings and preachings and we have so many resources out there, mm -hmm. but that individual hand-to-hand, life-to-life contact, those covenant relationships, you know, finding the mentors in your life that will pour into you is so crucial, you know, someone mm -hmm. that will actually, like, know what you're going through and can speak life into you, that can correct you, you know, that can help you, like, process certain things, and, and I, I think that the greatest part of discipleship is is identifying, like, the thought patterns, because that's what really make, make us up, it's 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 how we think about life because mm -hmm. like even the way we see Paul's thought patterns even on suffering like so many times in the epistles he's always talking about suffering and the joy and the glory of suffering like that's mm -hmm. not in the American church we don't understand no. <laughs> suffering like that but what was it about Paul that through time and tension and laying down his life and sacrifice he embraced the joy of suffering right and now mm -hmm. discipleship is as we mature in the Lord, we're passing down our thought patterns. And so with, with people that have mentored me, I'm watching them live day to day. They're talking about things that they're wrestling with. They're being open with their lives. They're being vulnerable. They're sharing, right? And then I'm brought into their scenario, and I'm seeing how they think about a certain thing. And I'm being like, wow, that's, Je that's really like Jesus. And I'm mm -hmm. sure we've been around people where it's like, oh, that's not like Jesus, yeah. you know? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, 
we begin to discern, but it's discipling people in, in the mind of Christ and how he thinks, how he acts, how he responds, how he would walk through things. So follow me as I follow Christ, right? That's the premise of, of discipleship. And the, the greatest dynamic is that life on life running together, you know. Uh, and so I encourage listeners, you know, f- find someone you look up to in the community, uh, somewhere, someone that like you can trust to. And, and you know, uh, there's there's a handful of the discipleship videos on my channel uh, that that we kind of talk about more in details. How to find a mentor, you know, how to approach that, um, you know, and how to lead sessions. And if if you want to disciple somebody, how to choose who you want to pour into and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Oh, there's so much good stuff in this interview, man. <laughs> um. So, I want to talk about um, evangelism because you identify, you know, so there's apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, shepherds. Yeah. And uh, you've talked a lot about evangelism, being an evangelist. I want to talk about that because um, I think that I think that God's raising up a lot of people that are like have this evangelistic burden. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from people like Billy Graham and like seeing him and just being like, "What? Like, I want what he has." And now seeing people like Reinhard Bonnke, Todd White, um, you know, yeah. people like yourself, Michael Koulianos, you know, all these different people. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want you to, to talk about evangelism, your heart for evangelism, um, kind of like maybe some practical tips on like people. So a lot of time we're out in public and we might see someone and like, we just feel this thing towards them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like one question that I've been asked um, is like, how do you, how do you approach that person? You Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) like, yeah. Like, Hey, if, if you see someone with a, with a cane, right. Like how do you approach them to ask if you can pray for them? Or if you just like, if you just feel like compassion for someone, yeah. How do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I'll just leave that like wide open to you, and you can roll yeah. with it. Yeah. So even you know the premise of evangelism, um, you know, sharing the love of Jesus, you know, being Jesus to people. You know, a lot of times when people say evangelism, they're they're thinking of saving souls. You know, they're like, how you know, like how how do I get someone in the church saved? You know, like born again. Like, for me, I take off the burden of trying to do God's work and mm-hmm. simply play a part in God's kingdom in being a labor and being a faithful witness, a, a lover of God and a lover of people. So I, I believe that the premise of, of, of evangelism is the simple love of Jesus, wanting to express that love. And... Uh, I believe we're all designed by God in a unique way to express Christ. And that's why, going even back to sonship, that's why discipleship is about raising up the sons of God and seeing them mature and knowing who they are and how they're called to reveal Jesus in their generation. Because we all have a unique uh, way of, of revealing Him. And He is what unlocks the revelation of Christ within us. So that's why mm. it goes back back to the secret place, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like this whole pattern, but I love that we're going this way, route, you know? So like, so evangelism, loving people. And so like, let's talk about approaching somebody, you know? Um, you know, I think 
like getting getting rid of like awkwardness or like just being weird a weird christian and actually just like hey man how, how's your <laughs> how's your day going you know like yeah. actually like when you when you look at somebody like when when they're not like a program or whether we're not they're not just some kind of agenda to like be a, a number that you save but actually be a person you genuinely love and mm-hmm. want to bless when your heart is to bless and love even if they reject you like you come out successful because you're like oh i just i just wanted to love you i just wanted to like ex- share my experience my testimony of god like god changed my life and so i, w- I want to encourage everyone that has come to know jesus you have a testimony of jesus that no one else can take use that as your tool you know there's many tools out there but that's one tool i'll just call out you have a testimony of jesus and so use that uh, when you're coming up to somebody you know for me i'll come up to somebody um you know like hey bro like you know they're they're just standing around like what's up man how's how's your day going you know just start a conversation i'm like hey hey you from the area you live around here like mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm like what do you what do you do you know just get sometimes yeah I just get to know the person for a few minutes and be like just like get to really know them because I care for you like you're you're awesome you're you know you're created in the image of God and then mm-hmm. I'll go and be like hey man can I share a story with you man this is this is my story and this is how God encountered me and I'll just go into like how God convicted me of sin and kind of my story and then I'll be like. Yo, like, have you ever experienced God? I'll ask them that question, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I'll begin to, like, engage them in a conversation about experiencing God and their relationship with Jesus and and sometimes, and however that ends up being. But honestly, I think it's just getting your car in motion. Like, a lot of times, we're just so afraid, you know, and I was so Mm -hmm. afraid, man. Like, for months, you know, I, I, I had a burning desire, but I didn't know how to step out and so like but when I started to step out that's how I began to learn and it's it's really being willing to put yourself out there because this is who we like if we live in fear our whole lives come on man that's so lame Mm -hmm. like bro like we're called to be like men of God you know women of God in, in this generation if there's ladies watching like we're called to be bold people that aren't afraid of anything that come and conquer and this is what even as men you know, with us guys, man, like, we need to be men of God that aren't afraid of even rejection, uh, uh-huh. aren't afraid of people's faces, you know, like, what, what did God say to Jeremiah, you know, like, you know, set your face like Flint, you know, like, and what did he tell Joshua, go and take the land, you know, be strong and courageous, you know, like, we can post these things on Instagram, but come on, dude, like, you're at the store, you're at Starbucks, you know, be strong and courageous, go, go, go love on somebody, that's the greatest mm-hmm courage we we can you know give and and honestly it's it's simple you know i think it's really in our minds that we try to be like we just complicate it and and make it hard on ourselves but usually when we feel so i want to encourage everyone when you feel the inclination just go for it you know just Mm. don't overthink it don't like try to like think about how the conversation is going is gonna go just be like hey you know just like just reach out and say Hey, and and one one thing I I fall fall back on practically is you, usually if I don't know how to lead a conversation, I'll usually just say, "Hey, man, I, I'm a Christian man, and I I've encountered God, and I just want to bless you. Do you mind? Can I can I pray for you today? You know mm. that that's like my fallback all the time. If I if I don't know where to lead a conversation, hey, I just want to bless you. 
can I pray for you? And I put my hand, and then I'm be like, I put my hand on their shoulder, and I just release the presence of God. I believe in mm-hmm. in the, that physical touch aspect where you, if when you lay your hands on somebody, you just release the presence, the love, the peace of God. Bro, like yesterday we were in the parking lot, and uh, we just finished preaching at the jail. We're standing there, right? And uh, we're just talking, and out of nowhere, this guy just comes up, like this. This we're at the jail, right? Mm-hmm. And this black guy comes up. He was sitting in this car. He's like, I drove here to the police station because I'm so afraid of someone killing me. And he's like, I want you guys to pray for me. So we spent the next like 45 minutes ministering to this guy. Wow. We led him to the Lord. We, we cast out the demons. We, we pleaded the blood and we began to teach him to believe the truth of, and the reality of Christ in his life. And uh, he came to us because he saw us praying for somebody else. Mm. And it was it was just nuts, man. Uh, <laughs> like, when you begin to step out in love and faith, I've seen it many times where people, like we we were praying for a brother, then he saw us praying, he wanted prayer, so he came up to us. And so as, like, people want this thing, people need this mm-hmm. thing, people live in fear. They're, they're, sometimes we don't realize what we really have and what we carry, so we're intimidated. And that's what the enemy tries to use, is intimidation, fear, doubt, all of that to mm. push us back. But when we realize we have the gospel, the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, he is more powerful than sin. The, the enemy has nothing, like sin does not satisfy. Like we believe these lies that like people are happy in the world. No, they're not. They're depressed. They're trying mm-hmm. to find something that will fulfill their lives they have no purpose money's not going to fill their void like we have the gospel you know mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't believe what we have but when we do we just take territory man because then we go bold. <laughs> so that's my rant <laughs> dude i love it i love it man that was this has been this has been awesome um so i guess just to to wrap it up i'm, I'm gonna ask like somewhere between one and three questions we'll just see uh, kind of how things go but um could you talk about like your vision for the future whether you know your own life or um the life of like your community the life of the nation i i'll leave it open to you but like what is happening yes because because so this this was something i was thinking about yesterday i talked with a lot of people a lot of people like around my parents age you know 50 60 years old and and they're watching the news all the time and they're just like god like there's so much evil in the world like austin (laughs) the austin bombing uh the different school shootings you know all these things and it's it's like so easy to get wrapped up in that and and i think that we definitely need to be cognizant of that and like praying against those things and just like believing the lord that he's going to provide deliverance and everything right yeah but I hear those. I hear those things of like, oh, there's so much evil in the world, and I'm just like, you're missing. Like, there's just something missing, you know? Yeah. Where where people aren't seeing what's happening, and yeah. and I want you to talk about what is happening, especially amongst young people, but even yeah. just in the, like, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I believe we're on the brink of the greatest move of God. If not, it has already begun. Mm. We're seeing, we're seeing so. We're just seeing the move of the Holy Spirit because I believe that we even live in a in a generation where we don't realize what was actually happening like a hundred years ago or two hundred or three hundred. Like it has been culminating. Mm, yeah. And so because we're such a quick paced generation and we're so just like caught off by by different like 
sidetrack like i believe the enemy wants to sidetrack us to believe where it's doom and gloom it's the end of the world you know the the, the world powers are gonna overtake and it's mm-hmm. like s- stop it like come on like the bible says to the increase of his government there shall be no end that means mm. It's only going to increase and only has been increasing. You just don't have faith to believe it. You just are so convinced by what the world shows you that you don't believe God and his word and what he's doing. I I believe and I'm witnessing uh, the Holy Spirit move like never before, gripping hearts at a young age and raising up a generation of the the last days army. I, I believe we are living in the last days, you know, mm. whether it's, you know, 30 to 50 years, maybe I don't know, I know like, but I believe we are in a time period where it's, it's only going to accelerate. If, if the world has been accelerating in technology in music and all these different realms, like how much more is our inheritance as the children of God, like God created this world, he gave it to us and we're his children. And we have to, have a victorious mentality mm. in taking territory and 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 those I believe that those that actually believe this will take territory but if we believe we're defeated if we believe we're just like it's you know they're just going to dominate us and bro come on dude like mm-hmm. there's so much like we have the creator on our side the the author the life giver you know the one that multiplies bread you know so if you think there's a famine coming come on like god multiplied loaves so why won't he do it again you know like (laughs) but but with specifically with the with what i'm seeing in the future god's raising up a generation that's it's no longer about the american dream it's not no longer about building your own empire to serve you to have people it's no longer about building your own ministry it's about advancing the kingdom of heaven which is far beyond your individuality. It's about mm. us as a team, about the church united across this whole world. Like God wants to bring, make him, his people one, one mind, one heart. Jesus being central, Jesus ruling over us as a people. And I believe this, one of my burning passions as well is to see communities raised up where Jesus is king. And this is mm-hmm. what we're doing in Orlando, where we're we're sm- small communities all across the city that are so, and our our circles interlap. There's there's main communities where where it's like twenty to you know forty people that that are like family communities all across the town, and our focus is having Jesus reign over the community where He is calling the shots of who we're becoming. So it's no longer about what we are thinking you know how to reach the world no it's like if jesus is reigning he's telling us what to become the Mm. same way even going back with with my encounter in media like he called that shot he called me into it right so now there's confidence in moving forward because in his vote when he speaks he, he calls us into what he's prepared for us which i call inheritance you know so like we're so I believe that God's raising up communities of people that are covenant communities that mm. run together, that are lives laid down to one another. And you can't do that with hundreds of people. You can only do that with, with those few, you know. And obviously mm-hmm. there's layers to that, to who you're running with. But these communities that will embody different truths. And so even now we see different streams that carry different powerful uh, expressions of the gospel, but I believe in all across the world there will be pockets of people that are these family communities, these groups that embody the expression of Jesus and that begin to like 
bring his kingdom in their regions, you know, that mm. stand in the gap as priests, as kings. You know, those in Revelation, we see those two identities spoken over us, that we are kingdom of kings and priests, that we are called to rule with Christ, and then we're, we're called to stand in the gap as priests of a prayer. You know, obviously a priest offers prayer and worship and sacrifice into the Lord, and I believe from that priestly reality, we reign and rule as as kings in our regions and we have to realize that god wants to give us nations god wants to give us cities god wants to give us regions and we, when we realize that it's no longer about even receiving it for ourselves it's for jesus it's for his mm -hmm. glory and so as we su submit ourselves to him we can be raised up by him you know and uh, there's a lot of dynamics that goes into that but with with vision and where we're going as the church i believe it's crucial to realize that it's not it's not about going to heaven when you die. Like it's about bringing heaven to earth. It's about being standing in the gap. It's about reaching to reaching out to this world, uh, and it's about having faith to lay hold of what our inheritance is as the saints. You know, mm -hmm. and so that's what Paul prayed over the church is that we would come to yeah. re realize our inheritance. You know. Yeah, dude, I've been I've been literally like stuck in Ephesians for like two and a half weeks now like i uh, it's like it's like I, in the morning I, I open up my bible and i'm like all right where should i go and it's just like ephesians <laughs> you know just like i mean today i i mean i read like i don't know 20 verses and it took me like an hour i mean i'm not like i'm not kidding man because it, it, it's you begin to see like what the heart of god actually is yeah and you begin to see how it's playing out yeah. and and there's like Oh my gosh, you know, like you could just stick on one verse for the rest of your life and like never yeah. exhaust it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think that that, I think that should bring a lot of people hope in that there's actually, um, there's actually good in this world, Amen. you know? And I think that it's so easy for people to get caught up on the, all the different negative happenings, yeah. but to see that the kingdom of God is advancing, Yeah. you know, and like, if you if you're believing that the world is just only evil i want to encourage you to like just look into what's going on around the world like yeah. reinhard bonke daniel kalenda like literally yeah. just preaching the gospel all over africa yeah. heidi and roland baker you know going to mozambique and seeing over a million people get saved in their you know their yeah. career of ministry and and even people like i mean todd white is literally going around and sees people get saved every day you know? yeah and yeah. that's this is in America, and then his travels around the world occasionally. Um, but you know, like there's there's the kingdom is advancing, and yes. it's a it's a message of hope. It's not it's not something that we just like. Well, I'm just gonna go to church on Sunday, and no, man, like come on, and, and you Every... and you're invited into it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Every day, full time. Let like come on, like we have to be fully convinced because we're we're whatever we allow into us is what we're going to live by, you know? So mm -hmm. if you're li listening to all these media, you're being trained to think like the media, defeated, you know, bad news. Like, like, come on, like, we can't, we can't be stuck in that box. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love your encouragement, man. Yeah, let's, let's, let's receive from people that are actually seeing him move and, um, and get, out, get out of our little boxes. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, um, I just want to, you know, I'll close up with one final question. Um, but I want to say, you know, thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, and I would love, I mean, I'm sure that there's 
a million topics that we could cover. Uh, so if it, you know if you find it within you to do it, uh, to come back on, and we can you know kind of keep these conversations going. Um, but the final question is maybe there are some people who are just really identifying with what you're saying um, mm-hmm. who want to reach out to you and, and follow you in a way. Maybe they're in Orlando and they actually want to go meet you or they're just yeah. around the world. They want to follow you um, through the different media that's got, that God has given us. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously I have a Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm sure your name, my name is on the, the podcast mm-hmm. here, but whether it's Facebook uh, YouTube. That I um, right now the the greatest way I'm releasing stuff is is through YouTube with the, with the mm-hmm. vlog, uh, but then Instagram as well. Uh, and then if you want to see what the ministry like, kind of the ministry aspect of it, it's I have a ministry called Living Christ Ministries. So mm-hmm. if you go to livingchristmin.com, is is where a lot of other my other you know, stuff that I've done all, all around the world. I take mission trips to Russia, you know, but if you're in Orlando, uh, yeah, absolutely hit me up. You'll meet the Jesus people. Like we're, we're, we're you know, come and hang out with us really, you know, like we, we do life together. We run together. We preach the gospel together. Uh, we have gatherings here, you know, and uh, come, come, come and see, you know, that's what Jesus said, you know, like his invitation to even the disciples, you know, when they came to him, he said, come and see. So, yeah, if you're in the area, um, yeah, if you if you just contact me through any of the social media stuff, you know, and I make sure you're a real person and not some, you know, because <laughs> I get a lot of those too. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I'll I'll definitely respond. Like you, I mean, you reached out on Instagram, you mm-hmm. know, and it responded. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to guys reach out. And now your Instagram name is Jesus Loverchenko. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay, I thought so. Jesus lover. I'm just writing this down. Jesus lover. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much uh, for for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure and honor to have you. Um, yeah. Again, anyone who wants to reach out to Daniel, feel free to do it um, in any of the ways that he mentioned. Go watch his YouTube videos and uh, and yeah, got yeah. Just God bless you, man. Thank you, Tanner. You're you're a blessing. Thank you for doing this and for the work of the Lord, man. You're amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise God. Well, thank you again, and uh, have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you. I just want to say thank you guys so much for giving this episode a listen. Uh, Daniel really spoke into my life, um, gave me some practical tips and, and things to use as I'm just going through my regular regular life. I'm just going, whether it be in a grocery store and I see someone who I feel like the Lord wants me to speak to, or I'm really just going anywhere. And, and he made it way more simple for me. Um, even though I'm really trying to simplify things and, and make it understandable and graspable for everyone. I don't know if graspable is a word, um, but we'll, we'll go with it. But Daniel really helped me to see that this thing could just be even more practical and just about being a blessing. Um, it's not so much about like all this, it's just not complicated. It's about going out and being the hands and feet of Jesus living just as he would and being a blessing wherever you go. And that's really all, um, that's what I took away from Daniel, um, and, and much more, but that, that was the main thing. So guys, I want to say thank you again. Um, you guys are awesome. I hope you have an amazing Easter and that you remember that Jesus came not just to not just to forgive you, but to redeem you back to the original purpose that that man was in the garden, which is we were made in the image of God. 
So I just want to leave you guys with that. I hope you guys have an amazing Easter and a blessed rest of your week.